Welcome to the Portal Griff Show. You got myself, Paul. I got myself, Griff. And we are back in your ears as we continue Project 99. Uh, 1999, arguably the greatest year in film. So we're going to look through loads of films from 99 and put them in our order using our super system that consists of soundtrack, plot, stash, originality, longevity, cast, and the genre bonus, which this week is romance, which means we must be talking a little bit romance. Griff, what are we talking about? We're talking about 10 Things I Ate About You. Yes, that does not sound a romantic title, but it is all about romance. It is. And to celebrate this film, I have listed 10 Things I Hate About You. <laughs> I um, I started that, but I lost count. I got to about 21. And I've worked, I've worked on three sequels. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I, I thought I'd start working... T- I, then I thought, oh, let's be nice. Ten things I liked about you, and then um, I'm still struggling. Number one, oh, I, yeah, I worked on worked, worked on the prequel before before you're a twat. I'm <laughs> no, but um, there's no list, people. Come on, we have fun, can't we? After all the drama of getting Star Wars and Star Trek dates wrong on Tuesday. Got that loose sometimes, we're under a lot of pressure here. Thank you for forgiving us and um, coming back. Coming back, wherever you are. Wherever you are. Oh, let's dive into this bad boy. Oh, you ready? Yeah, I was born ready. I'm looking forward to this. Spoiler. Fasten, fasten your seatbelts. Um, tell me about you. Um, premiered in the USA on the 31st of March 1999 and came out over here 9th of July 1999. A uh, pretty popular teenager can't go out on a date until her ill tempered older sister does. It was directed by Jill Junger, uh, which is the first film after a load of TV show directing. Um, only really did Black Knight of Martin Lawrence after this, but pretty much returned to doing TV work. It was written by Karen McCulley and Kirsten Smith, and obviously has aspects of Taming of the Shrew by William Shakespeare. It starred Julia Stiles as Katrina Cat Stratford, Heath Ledger as Patrick Verona, Joseph Gordon Levitt as Cameron James, Larissa. Nick as Bianca Stratford, Larry Miller as Walter Stratford, Andrew Keegan as Joey Donner, David Crumholtz as Michael Ekman, and Alison Janney as Miss Perky. Uh, had five taglines. Uh, there are so many different ways to hate. Count them yourself. Doesn't sound romantic. Yeah. How do I loathe thee? Let me count the ways. See what he did there. A little bit of Shakespeare. Romeo, oh Romeo, get out of my face. Mm, I think they got the wrong Shakespeare film. Uh, they're spitefully romantic. Mm. I pine, I perish. Yeah, pretty weak. Had a budget of $30 million and it grossed worldwide $53,478,579. Which, when you see all the heavyweights that this film produced, I don't think that's too bad. No, you got profit. That's got profit. And bear in mind, like the names like Joseph Gordon Levert and Heath Ledger weren't household names back then. Um, yeah. So it was 
I guess it was a teen movie, really. Um, do, do you remember much about it? I know this was your first watch. Did you know of it? Yeah, of course I've known of it. And obviously I've known... It's always floated around as, as something that's semi on the radar. I've just never had a reason to watch it. Yeah. But um, never like hate it. Never thought, not watching that. I mean, everyone knows like I love, you know, watch a lot of Disney musicals and stuff like that. So I've got no issue with watching this. But um, yeah, I was a bit annoyed that she didn't actually have a list of 10 things she hated about him. No, no, that is. Um... I'm, not, I'm not saying that like, you know, trying to be cool and funny. Like I legit thought at some point there would have been a list. Well, do you know what? I didn't know until I did this. I did a bit of research. Do you know why the title is 10 Things I Hate About You? No. Because it remote, remotely sounds like Taming of the Shrew. That's perfect. <laughs> but, like, you did nine things hate about you. It doesn't say 10 things hate about you. It sounds remotely like Taming of the Shrew. Yeah, it also sounds like... When I- shoes <laughs> that's that as well. I mean it just it was you know come on no I mean that's good enough reason and I really thought that my, my thing because this is like a whole thing I thought about after this about misleading movie titles mm. so it's a whole sort of world where I've sort of stepped into it but like um, I thought it'd be he was after her mm but she didn't do it and she composed a list of things that annoyed her and he had to try and prove that it oh, wasn't okay. real. You know, which in, it does in hindsight seem quite self-indulged. Mm. You know, why you'd write a list of 10 things you hate about someone seems pretty harsh. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know what I expected, but I, I legit thought there'd be a list at some point. It doesn't really come up to the end, of, like the second to last scene of the film as well. Yeah, it's just um, I, I've seen this film many and many a times. I didn't see it at the cinema. I knew of it. I think I got it on DVD. Um, little private, private showering all to myself. <laughs> um, little private, <laughs> private joke from the last episode. Um, and, and obviously, um, even though you haven't seen it, you must have known about the um. You're just too good to my true. You just you're just too good to be true. Scene. Yeah, uh, I think you know the scenes are much like countdown things and stuff like that. So it pops up in like in certain ones I've seen. It. I mean, it's it's got big scenes. And to be fair, I, I really um, enjoyed it. My wife loves this film. She's surprised I'd never seen it. She was um, actually looking forward to watching one of the films that we watched this week, which is a rare. Very treat, but um, yeah, no, I mean, I actually like you know, spoiler, I actually really enjoyed this film. I, I, I felt that the story was, was nice, it wasn't offensive, it wasn't too overbearing. I felt bits of it were rushed, and um, you know, sort of, um, uh, who's the the more stuck up sister? Oh, cat. Yeah, what show was she in? She was in a show on Nickelodeon. Oh, you're, three, so, uh, you're, talk, you're talking about um, Clarissa. Explains it all. Bianca yeah. was in Clarissa. Oh. I see. I thought she was on a Nickelodeon show. But, no, um, was it Clarissa? No, Ali Mack. Ali Mack. Wait a uh, second. Okay. Yeah, because um, yeah, Clarissa Explains It All was um, 
Yeah, I got the wrong thing. Melissa, I think it's, is oh, it Alex yeah. Mack? Alex Mack? I don't know because I'd never seen it, but I'm, I, I recognised her face. Yeah, I felt like I knew her from the Secret World of Alex Mack on Nickelodeon, oh, which is a prequel to the which is a prequel. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, it, it's just as you say, it's a very easy to watch film. Um, I believe the music helps carry it like heavily as well. It, um, again, spoiler, but great soundtrack. Like, there's some bangers in there that you know, and there's some bangers in there that you don't know. Which I like. There's a mixture of like really popular songs, and there's like none. Obviously, we're both massive UFC fans, so um, you must know that obviously Ronda Rousey's inspiration for her, her song came from this film. Did it? Yeah, in the beginning of the film, we're in the cars and Julie Stiles. Well, I know, I know, like, I know, obviously, the song. I don't think that um, inspired her to use it. I always think it did. No. Maybe it did. I thought it's just because she didn't give a damn about her reputation. Oh, Rhonda does listen every now and then. So, listen to this, Rhonda. I wish I'd done, I assume she would be. Um, I thought Rhonda looked quite like her, to be fair. When I saw her driving, I thought she. Uh, this is why I thought like it was inspired. I'm not going by facts. I think that's me assumption. I'm assuming it was Ronda. <laughs> you Rowley. Yeah. Inspired. Just talk. Just kill some time. Just kill some time. Okay. Mm. So obviously this is this was Heath Ledger's um first American movie. Um, people didn't know um, the entire film was shot using real locations no sets were used I must say it was a, a pretty penny and obviously we touched on the scenes where um, she did the 10 things poem and according to the DVD Cat's Tears was in the poem were real and not planned um, maybe because she just found out that in a few years time in a decade's time a popular MMA fighter will use it was walking out to the cage. She was touched. He's touched. Um, yeah, not, don't mention any fan inspiration, but people do agree with me that Ronda Rousey looks like um, the Julia yeah. Styles. Yeah, yeah. So there we go. So that's that's out there. And obviously, um, as we talked about the too good to be true scene, obviously, I I think this is a fact, even though it's not on the thing. Um, Joker, which finally we mentioned. In our news uh, episode, yep, he does the dance down the stairs, which I think is a little um, nod to Heath Ledger, like singing and dancing down the stairs here. Yeah, it could be very, very weird, isn't it? Because it's sort of like there's a there's a massive connection of all of it that was sort of foreshadowing so much. Mm. And even more weirder, right? Even more weirder, which I didn't know. So. He obviously sings Can't Take My Eyes Off You by Frankie Valley. Yeah. It actually makes him the third actor to sing after playing a Batman villain. Christopher Walken sings the same song in The Deer Hunter. And obviously he went on to play Max Shrek in Batman Returns. Yeah. And Michelle Pfeiffer sung the same song in The Fabulous Baker Boys before going on to be Selena Kyle, Catwoman, in Batman Returns. So they're the kind of like... Random bits of trivia that I love. And on top of all that, 
Christopher Walken won an Oscar for Deer Hunter. Michelle Pfeiffer received an Oscar nomination for the Fabulous Baker Boys. And while Legend did not receive an Oscar nomination for this film, he did win in the same category as Walken for playing the Joker in The Dark Knight, which is crazy. Um, Yeah, but that I thought was um, pretty mental. Um, Whenever I watch this, obviously, I don't know if you saw it um, first time watching it, and I always get annoyed of the band, the original band before Letters from Cleo come on the stage in the prom. I always find like her dress is well too tight on her and she looks really uncomfortable. The singer. And it really annoys me all the time. Like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Um, the the first band in the prom, they didn't seem like a real band, did they? The ages seemed all over the place. They they totally did. They totally did. I mean, I know there's no rules in like bands and all that, but it just didn't, I just couldn't imagine rehearsing together. No, no. Um, a couple, a couple of um, weird things. Obviously, um, Patrick Verona says he can't be seen at Club Skunk, but he still goes to Club Skunk, and he knows the staff there. I didn't quite understand that. Yeah. <laughs> it just, it's weird. Um, as I mentioned to you before, this recording, like security at the school is a little bit questionable. Um, people were able to sneak dresses into lockers. And a guitar into a car. Yeah, that was um, shocking. So the campus um, police, even though, and then they just they just want to arrest um, poor old Patrick Verona for singing a nice romantic song on the steps. Um, talk talk about soundtrack. The the song that that sings um, while they're doing paintball. It goes. Yep. I think it goes. It's a I didn't know that was semi-sonic. Which obviously does closing time. Um, yeah, the, 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 the soundtrack is a banger. Did you stay past the credits? Did you see the band was on top of the school? Yeah, I saw they were doing that. Do you know, it took six helicopters to get them all up there and the equipment. Oh, mate, it's different now, isn't it? It's got the drones and the crane and easy. I was, uh, I was only joking. You're supposed to say really. I was going to say no. Oh, I was thinking but you'd lie. Just fucked it. I you'd lie, did I? One reason why I hate Paul. Number one, got it. <laughs> it doesn't buy my shit jokes. <laughs> Jot that down. Um, and one thing I found a little bit weird. So, obviously, uh, I think her character's name is Mandela. She's infatuated with um, William Shakespeare. Yeah. So, uh, just dressing as William Shakespeare and acting like him. Completely like changed their opinion about the person. Is it that, that doable? Yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes you've got to make the effort for people, isn't you? <laughs> I, I think that's what, that's, what, that's what sort of came across. She saw that he'd made the effort and he thought, Do you know what? I'm, um, I'm in love with a man. Um, what was your opinions on, um, obviously, I suppose the, every film has to have a bad guy, on Joey? Um, I don't think he was really given a non bad guy. No, he, he was quite a bit part player. Like I didn't understand. It was almost like a fake love triangle. Like she, she sort of liked him, but she sort of turned him down. Got with the other guy, but I don't really know why she got with the other guy. Mm. 
Do you mean there was no like turning point? He just sort of was a guy with a model, but he wasn't really given any of his own big scenes to really kind of. You got the idea that he was a twat, but there's nothing really. He didn't do anything twatty to other people. He was just full of himself. Yeah. You know, it wasn't the normally you'd see him like be a sort of bully thing, but he wasn't. He was just a rich model that thought he could get whoever he wanted. Yeah, doing um So I didn't really get because all we'd get like um it'd be like a toilet scene or something, wouldn't there? There'd be a bit of bullying going on. There wasn't really and even that with a mate who was sort of a mate didn't end up going there with him and I don't know. No there was a lot that was was rushed through. Well there wasn't that for and there there are aspects that work, there are aspects that don't um but you know what? With an hour and thirty-seven minute run time, it may sound like a broken record, but it's a perfect Sunday afternoon film. Oh, it was great! Like timing-wise and everything, it was um, yeah, it was really, really spot on. It's got everything in there that you sort of needed it to, and um, yeah, can't really, can't really complain about it at all. It's not very taxing, is it? It's very the, the plot's really easy to follow. Yeah, and then is a little, I suppose, spoiler like when it comes to like originality, like it, it does fit a formula. Like, there is a bet, um, and of course, whatever there is a bet has to get found out. Um, and obviously, when there's a bet going into it, you obviously are going to fall in love. So, there are aspects of like, you know, what I've seen this formula before, but bear in mind, this is 1999, maybe it wasn't as common back then. Probably was, because every film, whenever there's a bet, has to be found out. I don't think there's one film where someone's gone out of someone for a bet that hasn't been revealed. If there is, let us know. Yeah, exactly. It would have been awkward at some point anyway, wouldn't it? I mean, you know, you just kind of look at it and you just think, bound to come out eventually, surely. Too many people are involved in it. Totally. Um, and just the teaching staff are just just crazy. You've got um, a PE coach that likes to take pot. Um, you got have got a perverted headmistress who likes to write porn. I suppose. Sorry, so, what do they call it? Erotica. Is that what they call sexual yeah, literature? Yeah, do that. And um, I guess an English teacher who um, likes chucking people out of class. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I thought the runtime is perfect, but. It's one of these films we, in in a weird twist of fate, could have almost done with an extra half an hour to give a bit more backstory for some of them. Mm. In sort of a weird, um, weird way. But um, yeah, no, really enjoyable film. Very really quotable as well. I always remember like Black Panties, because she wants to have sex someday, and uh, other stuff. That's it, isn't it? Uh, that's just it. Yeah. <laughs> Black <laughs> pennies. No, there's also I can't believe I can't be seen at Club Skunk. No, that's not really quite is it. I should have worn the tie. I should have worn the tie. Oh, I'm struggling here. I'm struggling. Here. You didn't think this for at all, did you? I didn't. There is really like there is really like loads of quite quite a warm feel. Lives. All you, all you can think about is black pennies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the way she says. 
Black panties. And then he goes, oh, he's got, later on, like, you got your panties in a twist. Don't you ever think, like, you had anything to do with my panties. I thought, oh, stop saying panties. <laughs> it's a PG <laughs> film. Stop saying it. That's a really American thing, isn't it, panties? I don't think, you don't call them panties over here. I think it's very American. I keep saying panties. <laughs> oh, I'm stuck now in a panties loophole. Yeah. Oh. Well, I hate what I hate about you. <laughs> <laughs> You're obsessed oh, with panties. I'm with this chick. She has beer flavored nipples. Oh, mate, no panties and no nipples. I'm sorry if <laughs> any of our parents are listening to this. Uh, it's, a the it's a PG film. It's a PG film. It was. was a PG film. Oh. Right, right. Should we do this? Let's do this. Um, soundtrack. I gave it. Well, first of all, what's um, what's bottom of the pile right now? Uh, office space. Well, what's that got? Seventeen. Jesus. Spoiler Shocking. alert! I think my score tops that already. Um... <laughs> this can't go. It's a great film. For all the, pe- for the people, for all the people that like Office Space, I'm really sorry. Maybe, maybe I was in a foul mood when I watched it. I've already stopped listening to the show, mate. We've lost it. I'm sorry, everyone. Um, yeah, soundtrack. I gave this a four. I gave it a four. I, I was almost was close. I was close to giving it a five, but yeah, then I'm recording intentions, and I'm like, you know what? It's not. It's not as. It's not as good as that. Um, I felt it was good songs. I felt the songs were very much of the time. Um, yeah, I didn't mind it. And age, a lot of the songs are still popular, apart from the one that she really liked, which I've got a fucking clue what that was. But um, who lets from yeah. Cleo? The the band that, yeah, and they're the band that play on the roof as well. They're all right, yeah. but you know, what? I tried to listen on days of like recording, try to listen to the film soundtrack. I've never known a song to be better in the film than it is on Spotify. Really? That's just me. Maybe um, plot originality. I gave it a three. For two reasons. I've deducted a point that obviously it's a William Shakespeare kind of story and I've deducted a point for the whole like, the whole betting angle. But apart from that, I thought it was a solid plot so I gave it a three. Yeah, I went for a three. I didn't go quite as in-depth as um, your reasoning, but like I said, it's not it's not a super original story. It's sort of a paint by numbers. I probably could have gone less to be honest with you. I think the only reason is because I enjoyed it. I'm going to drop it. I'm going to go to a two. It's not super Mm. original. Great film, but the idea of it isn't really super original. There's no list. So give it a two. Yeah. Uh, Longevity, I gave it a four. I tried to see things that, like, hadn't aged well or anything like that, and I really struggled. Even when, like, she goes to kiss him when she's drunk and he kind of turns her away. I was like, you know what, that's really refreshing. I couldn't really find much that wasn't aged well. Um, I gave it a four. Yeah, I mean, I, I went for a three. I, I think it's aged... Um, I think it's aged well. I, I think people would would still enjoy it. I mean, the only reason I, w- I would say um, a three is because um, there's, there's been similar films that have come out since so 
if you're a long-term fan, you might go back to it. But would would people watch it new now? I don't know. But mm. um, yeah, you know, I think three's more than solid. No wrong with that. Cast went for three as well. Went for a five. Oh, really? Best cast I can't, of all time. I can't, I can't, not best cast of all time, but I think the cast <laughs> are perfect for this film. I, I couldn't recast. Obviously, um, I didn't bring it up, but Patrick Verona was almost played by Ashton Kutcher, which I can see, or Josh Harnett, which also I can see. I think Heath Ledger, like, if Heath Ledger doesn't do this, he potentially doesn't do the Dark Knight and be the star that he is. Um, I mean, he throws himself into it. I mean, he was, he's very much, I mean, he's obviously it's part of the story with the joke and everything, completely gets into the characters and that, that he does. And um, you could tell that they fully embraced it. And it was, there was good pairings. They all seemed to get along. They looked like they all had a laugh and all got along. Yeah, apparently all got on, like, backstage and all that and all, like, touched each other's panties and stuff. Fuck, you talking about now? He's <laughs> lost it. <laughs> Uh, genre bonus as romance. I went for a three. There's a nice level of romance, but there could have been more. I went for a three. Like she, she kind of wants to go with Bianca wants to go with one guy, and then realizes he's a jerk, and then goes to the other guy. And obviously, there is a bet involved. Um, so yeah, I went for a three. Decent. Oh, you start talking. It's a bit we tally it up. Oh, so people, obviously, you have got this, but also you have got the Paul and Griff movie news show that comes out every Tuesday. We're going to talk about every trailer and all the news going around. Not too much, but just enough to give you an idea of what's coming out of the streaming services and stuff like that. So that comes every Tuesday. You're not going to want to miss this. And also next week and every Thursday for the future, we'll be doing Project 99 like this, where we're looking at Films from 1999, I'll be the greatest year in film, and do all that. And also, if you fancy something different, go check out the archives. We've got loads of great stuff there. Rocky, Jaws, Scream, just in time for the new Scream to come out. You can see what we think about the others. So, um, yeah, loads cool. of great stuff. Scores in. And also, no, I'm sorry. Oh, I was enjoying that. <laughs> Oh, school's oh, in. There you go. I've got it. One thing I like about you, you knows how to talk and talk and talk. <laughs> there you go. Got me number one. Um, cool. I won't insult anyone by like starting from the bottom. We'll just go from the top. Like, do you think it has beaten Fight Club? No. No, it hasn't. Uh, do you think it's beaten Deep Blue Sea, which is in second place? Oh, it's going to be tight. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be maybe like two points either way. I'm not sure. You're right. What you just said. I reckon two points below, maybe. Yeah, it's two points below. So, um, Fight Club's on 40, Deep Blue Seas on 36, Man on the Moon 35, and with 34, Joint... Got cruel intentions and ten things I hate about you. That's fair. I think that's fair. It is fair. I don't know if I'm gonna do a like when it comes to like on these joints when we do the main table at the end. If they've had more fives than that, I don't know. But um, that's bit accurate. That's bit accurate. So after ten, after ten films so far, 
got Fight Club, Deep Blue Sea, Man on the Moon, Call Intentions, Turf Expo, you and Joint, The Mummy, Never Been Kissed, yeah, we should the do. Days, we should, um, Once we've got our list out, we should do like Eurovision, where people are allowed to give five, four, and three oh. to the films. They have to rank what film they view as five, four, oh, and I three. Like and like then um, we can get a master. So we've got ours that would be like, almost like the other country. We can work on that. We'll talk about that behind closed doors. Yeah, I like that idea. Um, you know, it's fun. Enjoyed that film. I think other people should watch it. But like we said, we'll be back on Tuesday for the movie news. We'll be back on Thursday for more Project 99. If you want a little bit more from us or you want ideas what to watch, you can get them on our social media page. Um, Griff, where can you find us on Instagram? You can find us at Paul and Griff Show. And where we're slightly more active, where can you find us on Twitter? At Paul and Griff Show. Um, thank you, everyone, as always. We'll be back next week. And, um, yeah, have a nice weekend. Yeah, have a nice weekend. Stay safe, everyone. Catch you later.